Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So on the very same day, Steve Bannon was criminally indicted for contempt of Congress, Mark Meadows committed the exact same crime. So now the question is, what will Congress and the Department of Justice do about it? Let's talk about that. Because justice matters. Hey all, Glenn Kirshner here. So former Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows has committed the crime of contempt of Congress. Just three days ago, when he refused to appear, thumbed his nose at a congressional subpoena. So just as we did for Steve Bannon, looks like we're now going to have to start the Mark Meadows Indictment Watch. Here's how NPR is reporting the story about Meadows' failure to appear. Headline, Mark Meadows' defiance could lead to contempt referral, January 6th panel says, and that article begins, on the heels of an indictment of former Trump strategist Steve Bannon, the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol said it is eyeing a similar contempt of Congress referral for Mark Meadows. The former White House Chief of Staff missed a Friday deadline set by panel members to answer their questions. Meadows' attorney, George Terwilliger, has maintained that it's up to the courts to ultimately resolve the dispute over executive privilege between his client and the panel. Okay, so let's review. Apparently, Mark Meadows and attorney Terwilliger believe that the subpoena recipient gets to set the rules about whether or not to appear on a lawfully issued congressional subpoena. Newsflash, they don't. Let's talk about how subpoenas work. So let me fall back on my experience as a prosecutor in the trial courts for 30 years. If I serve a subpoena on somebody to appear, let's say to appear at a trial, and that witness fails to appear, I ask the judge to issue a bench warrant to enforce the subpoena. The U.S. Marshals go out and arrest the person who failed to comply with subpoena, haul that person into court, stand that person before the judge. 
And then if you're Mark Meadows, for example, I guess you start saying, but oh, I had all kinds of good reasons why I thought I didn't have to appear. You know, I, so I just didn't appear. I just didn't show up. I made the unilateral decision as the witness to defy the subpoena because, you know, I thought I had some good reason to. That's not the way a subpoena works. The arrogance of a Mark Meadows. Let's talk about what happens if a witness does have a privilege. Let's just suspend reality for a moment. Let's pretend Mark Meadows has an ironclad executive privilege claim. Here's how privilege works. Mark Meadows would appear on the subpoena, would raise his right hand, take an oath, swear to tell the truth, and the questioning would begin. Members of the select committee would ask, Sir, would you please state your name for the record? I refuse to testify because I'm invoking executive privilege. Um, Mark, it doesn't work that way. You don't have executive privilege over your name, right? Unless, I guess, Donald Trump bestowed your name upon you. So please answer the question because asking you your name doesn't, doesn't enjoy executive privilege protection. Oh, okay, my name's Mark Meadows. Thank you, sir. Question number two. Did you used to work for the Trump administration? I invoke executive privilege. Sir, your prior employment doesn't enjoy executive privilege, so you can answer the question. And on and on and on it would go. Until the House Select Committee got to questions that actually could be covered by executive privilege if it existed. And then Mark Meadows would invoke executive privilege to each and every question he and his attorney, Terwilliger, legitimately thought might be covered by executive privilege. So you now know the universe of the executive privilege protection Meadows is trying to invoke. That's the way you litigate a privilege. Not by arrogantly just saying, I'm not showing up. Let's take on one more topic. The executive privilege, according to attorney Terwilliger, is being litigated in court, so my client's not going to appear because, you know, the courts get to sort out the question of the nature and scope, if any, of Donald Trump's executive privilege. That's not how it works. The state of the record right now is that Judge Tanya Chutkin has heard, has litigated, and has issued a ruling on Donald Trump's executive privilege claim. And she said, it doesn't exist. He has none. And mind you, this is litigation not even over whether Mark Meadows or other witnesses can invoke Trump's executive privilege. It has to do with the documents that the House Select Committee is seeking from the National Archives. So by attorney Terwilliger saying, well, it's, it's for the courts to resolve. Well, they've resolved it, at least in part. And there is a standing ruling by a federal court judge, and a darn good one, Judge Chutkin, saying he has no executive privilege. Okay, so some might observe, but Trump has appealed it. Yeah, filing losing appeals, bogus appeals, frivolous appeals, meritless appeals, 
doesn't cause Judge Chutkin's ruling to magically evaporate and no longer exist. The state of the law right now, as resolved by a federal court judge, is Donald Trump doesn't have executive privilege to assert, at least with respect to documents being held by the National Archives. So it is unpersuasive when attorney to Williger, as quoted in the NPR article, says, well, we're waiting for the courts to resolve this. You know, this is privilege and arrogance at its worst. When a Mark Meadows said, I'll set my own terms as to whether I'm going to appear on a subpoena or not. At the bottom of it all, friends, Mark Meadows committed the crime last Friday of contempt of Congress, and he can't undo it. No backsees once you've committed a crime. So that is why we will now be on Mark Meadows' indictment watch. Yes, there are a couple of preliminary tasks. Congress will have to vote him in contempt, just as it did with Steve Bannon. Then Congress will have to refer Mark Meadows for criminal prosecution, just as they did with Steve Bannon. And then the newly installed D.C. U.S. Attorney, Matt Graves, former colleague of mine, good man, he indicted, or his office, indicted Steve Bannon just one week after he arrived on the job. That's a good sign. Good sign for justice. He will then have to decide whether to indict Mark Meadows as well. And the answer should be, oh, absolutely. Because that would represent justice. And justice matters. Friends, stay tuned because it's getting good. We are moving in the direction of justice. Let's get justice trending. And as always, please stay safe. Please stay tuned. And I look forward to talking with you all again tomorrow.